welcome to the Rookies F1 podcast. My name is Chloe and I've been a Formula One fan since 2013. My name is Rachel and I have been a Formula One fan since 2020. This podcast started as a way to teach Rachel about Formula One, but now the rookie has become the master. No, stop lying. <laughs> JK End of JK. podcast <laughs> I don't know anything This whole time I've just been running on vibes <laughs> Oh that's my I'm, <laughs> I have the next bit So join us as we talk about Formula 1 And Strictly Because it is officially Strictly season and now you may be listening to this thinking, we came here for F1 and not Strictly. Well, you obviously haven't listened to this podcast before. <laughs> it's an important part of our lives. It feels like only yesterday that we were talking about Strictly. Strictly's back. That's Hamza, my beloved. And so's Bake Off. Bake Off. Taskmasters also back on tomorrow. Oh, I've just dated this podcast. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Tis the season of quality British television. Big Brother's back next month as well. Oh my gosh! I hope they, I hope they put normal people in there. Yeah, I hope in a load of like wannabe influencers. Like I want classic, because right, I have like a bit of a secret love of American Big Brother, but it is a bit different to UK Big Brother. So this is, you know, teaching the Americans and the the Brits because it's a bit more competition based, whereas UK Big Brother is a bit more literally just stick a bunch of people in a house and see what happens. Um, And I think there's a lot more public involvement in our one. Um, But I just I just want. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I was very you know what? There was a part of me that was slightly tempted when they announced it to apply and then I thought I, I opened the application worse. for <laughs> you know when it's like you're like I could I could do that and then you think I don't want to do that <laughs> I used to when I was younger I used to really want to go on but now looking at it being in a house with strangers in close close proximity with cameras Sleeping recording your every move you've got no privacy no time to yourself the nation's watching Sharing toilets. It sounds like hell. I couldn't even hack sharing a toilet in our uni house. Like, I was, give me an ensuite or give me death, you know? (laughs) So. (laughs) And now we're going to be slumming it at Silverstone. Oh, yes. That is. Spoilers! That's the news of the hour. Your boys are going to Silverstone together. Now, I have been to Silverstone uh, the past two um, iterations of the F1 British Grand Prix. Chloe? I have never been. (laughs) Now, believe me, if it weren't for Chloe having never been, um, I don't think we would be going, (laughs) honestly, because it is insanely priced and that's the main reason why i've never been before just because it's so expensive yeah i'm now fortunate enough to be in a position where i can afford a ticket Mm. 
and like bear in mind i've i've got the the silverstone membership so we got we got our tickets right at the start of priority sale and they have gone up in price the tickets we bought are currently and this is wednesday evening 90 pounds more now than they were on uh monday which dynamic dynamic oh i won't even start ranting about dynamic pricing i'll just you know long and short of it i think it um should be banned i think there should be laws against it but you don't want to (laughs) hear me ranting about uh, i agree and you know what we are the mugs yeah, because we're the ones that bought the tickets. Not going, not buying more tickets next year, though, are we? And we are, we are putting that on record. We are not going to buy more tickets no. for the British Grand Prix unless they come down in price. We may may buy tickets for elsewhere. <laughs> oh, we we probably will. We almost certainly will buy tickets for elsewhere, probably for the same price. But we'll go. Ah, oh, it's abroad, so it's worth what? it. We literally for the same price we could go abroad for a week all inclusive we could even do it around a race weekend and get tickets as well for the same price that we are paying for silverstone it is a joke and we haven't even paid for accommodation yet nor for the food the food at the track (laughs) oh just wait wait till you see the prices at the track chloe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well as, did we tell the podcast about your umbrella from last year oh i'm sure we must have the oh the umbrella if that's anything to go on <laughs> i keep you know what i'm at the point where i'm almost glad when it rains so i can use my umbrella because it makes me feel slightly better about having paid 40 great british pounds for it it's extortionate. You it's almost need to just put that umbrella up inside and just look at it every now and then. Just just to... No, I can't put it up inside, Chloe. Don't you know what happens when you put an umbrella up inside? It's bad luck. <laughs> that was really dark. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> it's given the same energy of that TikTok I sent you of... um. Doctor Who. <laughs> what Talking if, to what that if Dalek. I just what if I just um leave it in but just bleep it out and everyone Please can do. just guess what I said. <laughs> Comment down below. Comment down below <laughs> what you think I what you think happens when you put an umbrella up. Anyway, so we spoke about Silverstone and Strictly, so let's get to the main topic of the week, and that was the Singapore Grand Prix and what a Grand Prix it was. Finally, it's it's finally happened, guys. <laughs> oh my god, I've just realised the streak has been broken. Yeah. Max Verstappen didn't win. Not only that, Red Bull didn't win. Not only that, there was no Red Bull driver on the podium. Not only that, there was no Red Bull driver in Q3. Bish bosh bosh. Life is good until we get to Japanese Grand Prix in August. Back to normal again, but we're focusing on Singapore. <sighs> right. I Thank you. was I was gonna write notes because a lot happened. But I didn't 
there's no excuse. <laughs> I just didn't look. But I have the memory of your average seven-year-old. So, look. As we have said before, we are working women. With, well, you've. I've got a little brain. I don't retain much information, but we just go off vibes. And vibes. you know what? So much happened. So much happened. Uh-huh. We're going to miss stuff out. We'll, we'll hit the main points. But we're going to hit the main points and we're going to execute it and we're going to be fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And if we've forgotten something, just ask us on Twitter and we'll uh, give our, our opinion there and then. <laughs> And you, you, but you won't know which one of us it is because it'll be from the podcast account. <laughs> we have joint who, custody. Who, upload, who uploads the tweets every week? You never know. Maybe it's one of us. Maybe it's both of us. Ooh. Always watching. <laughs> I'm always watching Wazowski. <laughs> always watching. Oh my god, I love Monster. Anyway. Singapore. Singapore qualifying. So Q1 drivers going around all, you know, usual qualifying shebang and then everyone's doing their very last runs. And Lance Stroll, who I think was maybe like third or fourth in terms of the drivers that were on their fast runs, um, very last corner has a wobble, loses control, smashes into the wall, and my god, what a smash it was. Like, that's one of, if not the worst, incident we've had this season. Have, have you seen it? Uh, I don't think I've seen it in full. I've seen the aftermath. Let me, um, see if I can... Jesus Christ. I know. And it, that McLaren, was that Lando or Oscar? That was Oscar, bless him. Because, oh um, my god. Poor, poor Oscar uh, got knocked out because of it. Because it was right at the end of qualifying. So, checkered flags out. So, because the red flag understandably came out for Lance's crash, um, anyone on a fast lap wasn't getting to put in another lap, and that lap wouldn't count. And poor Oscar was in the bottom five when it happened. Probably would have got himself out, but due to the red flag that came out just in front of him he didn't get through but Lance Stroll you know and it, it it's interesting people talking about sorry I keep looking at the screen and it keeps throwing me off <laughs> because we've got filters on us right now <laughs> that was supposed to be a you, secret you can't see them but I keep thinking I've got sunglasses on my face so I keep going to push them up and poking myself in the eyes so people after Lance Stroll's crash were some people were saying, "Oh, these F1 cars are meant to be safe. Look at it. Look, all the bits that come off. Right? That is, um, that is in fact safer than if the bits didn't come off. So GCSE physics go boop, 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 back in time. So the idea, the idea of like a road car is that you want if you're in a crash, you want the front to crumple, right? because it absorbs the energy it essentially absorbs, I'm probably like getting this pretty wrong in terms of wording but it absorbs the energy so the impact on you isn't as bad 
the idea with the F1 car is a lot of it is meant to in the, you know, in the uh, event of a crash, come off to absorb the energy. If it stayed intact, all of that crash, all the force is going, like Lanshaw's feeling the full force of it, right? And also, it's again, we say thank you for the hands device, because a crash like that, however many years ago, so thank you for the safety of the F1 cars. I mean, I know that he was feeling sore and he wasn't able to race on Sunday, but it's, it's genuinely miraculous that a driver can sustain that kind of impact and walk away yeah and it, i mean it's like as well it's like we were saying in the last episode that sometimes watching f1 now you get a bit desensitized to absolutely crashes and it's like daniel ricardo's was a reminder that they are still crashes they are still incidents and i think this one was a reminder of just how bad they can be it's cool but anyway um, Lance Roll obviously didn't make it into Q2. Um, neither did Oscar Piastri, but other than that, I think we're business as usual. Yuki Sonoda went fastest in that session. King. That's We are Yuki Sonoda supporters through and through. Okay? Just know that if you ever come to us saying that the AlphaTauri lineup next year it should be Daniel Ricciardo and Liam Lawson, we'll tell you no. <laughs> Unless unless you're putting Yuki Sonoda in that Red Bull. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. Bro, it's... it's. I know I'm jumping ahead of myself here. <laughs> but it almost... I want, I want Yuki to keep his seat. I think Daniel deserves a proper shot back in F1. What about Liam Lawson? What about... I say bye bye Logie Sargs. Put him in the Williams. Put Liam Lawson in the Williams. Imagine Alex Albon and Liam Lawson. Oh my god, that'd be so good. I know, it'd be great, wouldn't it? And if if Yuki is out of Alphatari, then I want him in the Aston Martin. Because Honda coming in. I feel like it's it's probably going to happen. Either him or Yumi Oasa are going into that are going into Aston Martin, it's just a question of, um, well, I feel like Honda will want them in. The problem is, you don't really want to get rid of Fernando Alonso, and Lawrence Stroll doesn't particularly want to get rid of Lance Stroll, so... It's... Again, with Aston Martin, it's tricky, because there's going to come, it's going to get to the stage where they realise that if they want to seriously progress... Lance Stroll might not be the best fit for the team and at what stage do they go we need to start thinking about the team Mm. rather than serving Lawrence's interests it's a tricky one because imagine right Aston Martin at the start of the season had another I know it's hard to have another Fernando Alonso but someone else driving the Aston Martin at its full capability at the start of the season right and now when they're not as fast, like, they needed those points at the start of the season. They were by far the second quickest car. By far. So, 
the problem is now they're losing out on second, maybe even third in the constructors championship and if they had a different driver in the car maybe but maybe Fernando Alonso is just unique in that he could uh get the best out of that car and others couldn't I don't know I don't know I feel like Lance Stroll perhaps you know Lance Stroll a couple of years ago uh, you know pole in Turkey podiums I'm not saying Lance is a bad driver by any means, but he, he's he's almost... I feel like he's lost confidence. He's, he doesn't stand out mm. to me anymore. I, I, I think he's had his confidence knocked and he just can't get it back. Like... And I don't know if that's some, like a recoverable thing or not but well because we know he can be good but right now it's a bit iffy anyway q2 who went out in q2 so sergio perez wasn't looking too hot and i don't know if he really after each of the runs got out of the bottom five max verstappen final run you got mine. The the Red Bulls tend to like to go out at the start, like in front of everyone. Sometimes they go out at the end, but mostly at the front. Max Verstappen does his final run and he pops up tenth. A game. This week, I'm trying to remember what happened. Pierre Gasly goes, does not go past him. Yuki Tsunoda's final attempt is ruined after he was impeded on his first attempt, which we'll get to in a bit. Liam Lawson's coming around. Surely not. Surely Max Verstappen's through to Q3. Mr. Liam Lawson knocked current world champion and very much soon-to-be world champion Max Verstappen out in Q2. He knocked him out. In his second race. First time racing around Singapore. My guy. It does it does seem wrong that he might not have a seat next year. Mm. It does. It does. Um But yeah, I'm shout sorry, out. I'm sorry, that but was, it, that was a performance. He's done more to prove himself than what Nick DeFries did to prove himself. Mm-hmm. I know situations are different, but Yeah, we you know, there's a difference between driving just driving a Williams in Monza. And hustling an Alphatari around Singapore. Although we don't know exactly whether it was Liam Lawson or whether the Alphatari was just great around Singapore. Thanks, Sergio Perez. We'll get to that in a second. But Max Verstappen. So I spoke about Yuki Sonoda being impeded. Who do you think he was impeded by? Based on the context clues I'm giving. Max Verstappen? Yes, Max Verstappen. A pretty clear impeding. There was also another incident... Um, about him stopping at the end of the pit lane impeding there I don't I don't know to me that was nothing but there was an uh, incident with Yuki Tsunoda I think there was another incident but it was very clear to those who watched like it was a very clear cut case of impeding right and what we've learned throughout the season is it's um pretty strict li- strict liability <laughs> 
I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm losing my words, Chloe. When you impede in qualifying, you get a three-place grid penalty, right? Yeah. Not if you're Max Verstappen, it seems. Because other penalties you can argue around, right? But the fact that every time we've seen impeding this season, there's been a penalty. Why not this time? It does seem a bit fishy. You know as well what's fishy about it? Alpha Tari didn't send a representative. I can't take you seriously with them glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to. They're on me now. Um, <laughs> the thing the thing is, at the end of the day, if, you know, Red Bull are doing what they can do. But it's just not good when you've got essentially a team with four cars on the grid. <sighs> downside to having so-called sister teams yeah anyway we'll move on to q3 q3 a whole barrel of laughs uh we ended up with i mean it was fun because we're like well it's not going to be a a red bull on pole is it no it was not obviously instead mr carlos signs for the second race in a row found himself in pole position he has he has very suddenly found his form Annie. and i am here for it i'm here for it honestly the the whole season he's been the head strategist for for ferrari and now it's paying off i feel like he has kind of been slept on by a large majority of the f1 community for a while mhm Kind of slept on as Ferrari's second driver. But honestly, I would put him on the same same level as Charles. Right now, yeah. Because that's the thing. A lot of people with Charles will say, well, he's the best one lap pace. Carlos has just out-qualified him two weeks in a row. And I'm not, I'm not saying one's better than the other here. They're, they're both right now at this moment I'm not saying overall in their careers I'm saying at this moment they are pretty level and you know this race was a huge opportunity for the teams at the front to win to win a race and if you can win for all we know this is going to be the only opportunity these teams have for all we know, it's going to be front row lockouts for Red Bull for the rest of the season. It might not be. It might be that Singapore's the start of something, but I, I imagine it'll be business as usual in Japan. So, this is when we get to the start of the race. Charles, everyone's on mediums, apart from Charles, who starts P3 on softs, and the Red Bulls further back that start on hards. Race starts. Charles Leclerc gets past George Russell, who is in P2. Lewis Hamilton it sort of gets past Lando, and then George pushes him off. He goes around the bollard, eventually has to give back both the position to George and to Lando. I personally don't think he should have had to give it back to Lando. I think he was ahead, but, you know, I, I don't make these decisions. So then we have the situation of Ferrari... 
basically using Charlotte Claire to help Carlos Sainz win. Somewhat controversial because no one no one likes to see a driver having to play that second role, right? Especially when it's a driver like Charles Leclerc. Problem is this is a huge opportunity. A huge opportunity for a team and all the teams know that everyone is desperate for it. Carlos qualified ahead of Charles. Carlos had shown the superior pace all weekend. It made sense to me anyway that they would use both the drivers to help one of them get the win. And I saw one person on Twitter being like, oh, how is this different to when uh, at the end of Silverstone, you know, um, Ferrari wanted Carlos to back into, uh, back everyone else up, and he didn't. And I'm like, no, that's completely different, because Charles was on very worn tyres. Carlos wasn't. Yeah, it would... What Carlos did, I think, was the better idea. I don't know if Ferrari would have won Silverstone. Like, I... I... Anyway. Here's very different, because it's from the start. They're, on, they're both on fresh tyres. The strategy, they know the strategy. Charles is obviously okay with it. I think they, they must have spoken about it before. Um, because it wants sudden to him then. And he was on softs, and you know, got into the second position and then the Ferrari started tyre management. Everyone really did. They didn't go as fast as they could. And Charles was being told by uh, the team to create a gap from him to Carlos, but keep the other cars behind him, right? So the idea was when Carlos um, pitted, it's all good, it'd be hard for the other cars to undercut him. Cool. Okay, that's the start of the race and the Ferrari strategy <laughs> sorted out. So, the thing is, the Red Bulls are on hards, right? Their hope, they go to different strategy from everyone else, it might work. Maybe you get a safety car later in the race, everyone else already pitted. Problem is, Logie Sargs into the wall, front wings all over the place. He gets to the pits, but They've got to safety car it because there's carbon fibre everywhere. And this is before most of the cars have pitted. <laughs> so it's possibly the worst possible timing for Red Bull <laughs> for a safety car to come out. But instead of, you know, thinking, right, we'll just go on to the main strategy. Cut our losses. They were like, no, let's just try staying out. <laughs> So we end up with like Max in second and Checo in fifth. Um, with the sort, you know, with Max and uh, no, with Carlos and Charles and Lewis and Lando and George around them. And it, it was almost magical because we're so not used to seeing it. Just seeing the rebels dropping back <laughs> right at this restart. Like they, they just couldn't maintain the position. They said it was like driving on ice. I was I never thought I'd see the day, Chloe. I could... So bizarre, though. Hmm. I know, like, they they just had a, a really not good weekend. I didn't mention as well, on the first lap, uh, Sergio Perez committed an act of terrorism on Yuki Tsunoda, which made him DNF. 
not the first, not the last time this race, mind. Um, and if you see, uh, if you look at Yuki's side pod, because on the broadcast are like, yeah, Yuki's pulled up with a puncture. His his whole side pod was messed up. Like, honestly, our guy can't catch a break. He gets such bad luck. Like when he has a fine race. Like how many P11s has he got this season? A fair few. He's been in the points as well, but it feels like he either doesn't start or someone rams into him. <sighs> My guy. And everyone will be like, oh, buh, 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 buh. it's not his fault. <laughs> I won't let you push the anti-Yuki agenda. Not here. Yuki supporters till day we die. Mind as well, that didn't get picked up by the stewards. Chatting about Perez, here's a wild idea. Bye bye, Checo. Hello, Liam. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but... I mean, to be fair, Chloe... You also once upon a time said, wild idea, Lewis Hamilton's going back to McLaren, so... I stick by it, I stick by it, I stick by it. <laughs> do you know who showed up? Do you know who you said, showed up? You know what? You said he'd do swapsies with Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> I don't stand by that, I don't stand by that. But, do you know who was giving Lewis love as he parked up? The McLaren boys The McLaren boys. Add Ferrari a bit as well. And you know who was not? The McLaren lot. I mean, the Mercedes <laughs> lot. <laughs> they gave him love, but they took away the love. <laughs> yeah, no, that was odd. I mean, we'll get to probably why they were Spoilers! Weren't spoilers! But... <laughs> so um, many spoilers. So, let me think. We got to the safety car. Red Bulls are dropping back. Eventually, the Red Bulls pit and they you know come out near the back and then from there it was it's you know there weren't a whole lot of overtaking as you probably expect at singapore it's um a tough street circuit not so many overtaking opportunities and it is difficult to execute when there is and poor poor esteban ocon poor esteban his car just gave up, Chloe. On his birthday too? On his birthday. There's, you know what? That's that's the world telling you that you've done something wrong. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. But to DNF when you're in, you know, in good points on your birthday. I don't know what you've done, Esteban, but it must have been bad. <laughs> it's just a sign that birthdays are crap. You're going to Disneyland on your birthday. Don't diss it. To I'm distract myself from the fact it's my birthday. <laughs> I, I'm going to be there. It's going to be the best birthday ever because she'll be with me. <laughs> birthday. Birthday. Can we go to Disneyland on my birthday? Let's just live at Disneyland. Yeah, sounds good. I want to go In to Disneyland. In a non Nazi way. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to take it there, Chloe? <laughs> no, no one was thinking that. <laughs> just gotta, just gotta cover, cover all the bases. Cover our bases. Um, but yeah, Esteban Ocon sort of pulls up at the side of the track. I think it was near the pit exit, 
And what does that bring out? Virtual safety car. Of now. course it does. I mean, the the front runners had already sort of gone past just as it came out, but with a virtual safety car, it doesn't matter as much as with a physical one, because everyone's having to drive at the same pace. You're not catching up to the back of a queue. It's just everyone's going at the same slowness or the same lap delta. So, you know which team had a fresh set of medium tyres available, just in case of any mishaps in the race any alternative strategies chloe <laughs> mercedes <laughs> yes yeah, so, sorry we've got the giggles now i can't even explain it um yeah mercedes the silver arrows that are no longer silver that are no longer silver <laughs> so Mercedes took the initiative and went in the pits. Charles, Leclerc, Lando, Norris, and Carlos Sainz did not, so it put the Mercedes out behind those three. Don't know if Ferrari contemplated pitting, but I think Charles said after it wouldn't have really mattered for Charles anyway, because it would have put him, if he pitted, it would have left him behind the Mercedes and he doesn't think he would have been able to overtake them. Um, anyway, so I think every team made the right in the front anyway made the right decision for the situation they were in and the mercedes were just going round the circuit at a rate of knots honestly they were taking like a second two seconds every lap out of the front runners um lewis even slightly faster than george because lewis came out four seconds behind george and was whilst george was catching up to the front runners lewis was catching up to george um yes i am fully part of the lewis hamilton would have run the, won the race if he had qualified ahead of George Russell Brigade. So, the Mercedes are catching up, right? And they're catching up super fast. They're definitely catching Charles Leclerc, and they did, and they got past him relatively quickly. Maybe it took a couple of laps. But, you know, Ferrari could take, you know, they needed Charles to offend as many as he could because ultimately he was stopping them from getting to Carlos. Eventually, Mercedes catch up to the front two of Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris. They've only got a handful of laps left in the race. And I, I tell you, this whole time, my kneecaps almost dislocated because I was so clenched. I I have not been this excited about a race in a while. And it won't even, like, it's not even like these mad overtakes were happening. It's just knowing that these two were going to get to the front. And that there was going to be a fight. And it was like you don't you just don't know who's gonna win. And I it makes me so sad because we would have this almost every week if Red Bull didn't exist. And I mean I'm you look, Red Bull I'm not saying that Red Bull should be nerfed. I don't you know. At the end of the day, good for them for making a blooming fast car. But it makes me sad that this is season we could have had. <laughs> Cause everyone's so close behind. My happiness levels could be so high, but they're not. Moving on. Thanks, Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> because of you. 
my charger got used to your iPad. (laughs) Now it won't charge mine. Um, So the Mercedes did catch up to Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris. And this is just, this is what was it? This was the cherry on top of Carlos Sainz's weekend, right? Just the creme de la creme is that he's saying so we hear him over the radio to Ferrari the the, t- the pit wall saying please can you tell me at each lap the gap to Lando and the commentators are talking about well you know would you want the gap to the person behind you or would you want the gap to the approaching Mercedes they're all saying well I think the gap to the approaching Mercedes is more important little did they know when a couple of laps later when Ferrari come over the radio and say to Carlos, hey, dude, Lando's in DRS. And Carlos goes, yeah, it's on purpose. He, he's big, he's bigger brain than the Ferrari strategist. Like, this was, this was Carlos Sainz. This was his doing. And Ferrari have said since, like, it was fully his idea in the cockpit to keep Lando Norris in his DRS because he knew... The Lando just didn't quite have what he needed to overtake Carlos. But keeping Lando within DRS helped Lando defend from the Mercedes. And as long as there was a car between Carlos and the Mercedes, Carlos weren't getting attacked by the Mercedes. Carrying the Ferrari t- strategy team on his back has really played off. He is king, king of the strategy. Like, honestly, once once he stops driving, get him on the pit wall. <laughs> it's, 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 to be fair, it's actually very impressive. If I was it's, driving at those speeds, I wouldn't have the capability to think like that. Yeah, you'd be so focused I'm... on trying to overtake the cars in front of you, you wouldn't even notice the walls, would you? Do you know what I'm implying, Chloe? <laughs> I do know. I know. Final lap, and I'm sat there thinking, like, come on, oh, come on, Lewis, you're so close to George. Just overtake him, get on the podium. You're not all making it past Lando now. And maybe I manifested wrong. Because Lewis did get on the podium. Um, But George didn't get fourth or fifth or sixth, seventh or eighth. Or ninth, tenth. Um, last lap, <laughs> the la- the very last lap. All George had to do was maintain his position. You know, their tires, they'd they'd gone, they'd pushed them so hard. It wasn't worth trying to attack anymore. George had complained about his tires, but then he was just going for it. And he just clipped the wall and just went straight into the barrier. And you could see it in the background. They're coming around the corner. It's it's such a funny camera shot. Because they have them coming around the corner. And <laughs> it's just... Lewis comes around and George is in the background just... Whew. And I feel bad for him. But if, it's, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions... You don't... You, you just don't really expect it do you no sometimes you just gotta know when to step back you gotta know when to hold them know when to fold them 
Nowhere to run away. Is that the words? <laughs> no one to do. You can't count da, 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 da. when you sit at the table. I have no idea what you're singing. Shocking. Shocking. So, yeah, that took us to the end of the Grand Prix. Uh, you know who didn't have a bad... You know who didn't have a bad Grand Prix? You know who did have a bad Grand Prix? Quite a few of them. Who are you oh, thinking quite a few of? of them. Fernando Alonso. Where did he place? Like, last of the cars that finished. Really? He, he um, in the first... I think the first pit stop, he... I think he locked up, was what happened, going into the pit entrance. So he goes over the line and comes back over it. Which gave him a five second time penalty. When we had the virtual safety car, he comes into the pits, serves a five second time penalty, and then Aston Martin just make a proper ash of his his pit stop. And it just... For the second race in a row, he said the car's undrivable. And I don't know whether he was referring to the car itself or the state of the tyres, but it's a very sad difference to when, at the start of the season, he says this is the best car I've ever driven. Like, please, Aston Martin, please. I don't want I don't want Fernando Alonso to get toxic. Not again. Not again. <laughs> please, Aston Martin, make the car better. But, yeah, Max got to fifth by the end with a bit of good driving and a bit of luck. Liam Lawson scored a point or two points. A point. Liam Lawson scored. Really good for Liam Lawson. Um, Puts him after his second race in F1. And this one was at a track he'd not driven at before. Puts him above in the standings. Nick Freeze, Daniel Ricciardo and Logan Sargent. Slay. I wonder if he'll be... No, he is driving in Japan. It's just whether he's driving after... It's after Japan, is it... Qatar or is it Kota? I think it might be Kota. Love a bit of Kota. Already? I love a bit... Let me... Is that after Japan? It won't... It's not like the week after. But... Because to me, when Kota comes around, I know the season's coming to an end. Oh, Chloe, there's still like seven races left or something. So, ah, it's Qatar first. So, we have Japan next week. And then two weeks after is Qatar. And there'll be a sprint race at Qatar. Two weeks after Qatar, we have uh, the US Grand Prix in Kota. And that will have a sprint race as well, I believe. Week after that is Mexico. Week after that is Brazil, which will also have a sprint race. And then a couple of weeks after that is Las Vegas. And then the week after that is Abu Dhabi. So, including Japan, we've still got seven races left. Uh, What's the race that's on the 26th of November? Abu Dhabi. End of season? Yeah. Bro, is... Is it because the season finished at, like, the 12th of December last year or something stupid? No, didn't it finish early last year because of the World Cup? Anyway, you guys don't... You guys are not bothered about us. 
<laughs> waffling on about when the season ends. We had a podium of Carlos Sainz, Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton, as you mentioned earlier. Where were Mercedes? Tending to George. It did make me sad seeing an interview of George afterwards where he was obviously very upset. And I mean, I would be too if I binned it. Um, all in my own mistake. But um, I know that, you know, were the team recovering the car? Maybe, but... Maybe it was a maybe it's a photo angles and the video angles. Maybe there were Mercedes guys there, but it didn't look like it, which is a shame. Such a pity. I would have been there for you, Lewis. I would have been there for you, Lewis. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could just get jobs as like professional fangirls. Professional podium standards. Yeah, you need us. And we'll just just whoever like needs us will wear their their team shirt. (laughs) Like it's for everyone. It's not even for a team. It's like remember when uh, we 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 sent letters off for the driver cards. (laughs) (laughs) Don't expose. And every letter, I think I said I sent one to Williams. I am Mick Schumacher's biggest fan. I'm a huge Mick Schumacher. yeah. yeah, Williams. Do you mean Haz? Haz. <laughs> yeah, it's like I love Haz. Big fan of you guys. And then it'd be like it'd be the same template to every team. Literally. But hey, every we got team. a fair few driver cards. We did, and do you know what? I was doing a cl- little clear out the other day. I've still got Nikita Mazepin's. If someone's interested. Yep, I've still got it as well. But you know what? No one's getting my signed Nicholas Latifi driver card. Prize possession. <laughs> that the price and value of that thing skyrocketed. He is like a rare jewel. He's him. like, he's like a fossil, like an antique. Him. Honestly. I just want him to be there. Like he don't even have to race. Can he just turn up sometimes? R.I.P. He's not dead, but... Anyway, Singapore Grand Prix. My lord, that was fun. I miss when races were like that regularly. (sighs) We love it. We do. And... Japan (laughs) will probably be different. (laughs) We can hope. Yeah. It's a very different circuit, though, in terms of... um, how many high speed corners there are compared to Singapore but we'll we'll see we'll see hopefully the weather's a bit better than last year remember it got delayed for like two hours because it chucked it down shall we do a quick weather check oh it should be Google saying it's dry on Saturday and Sunday and you know what I think we've had more wet races than dry ones this season, so I'll take I'll take a dry race. I'll take it. At least we know it'll start on time. Although I wouldn't be mad if it had a fat delay because that would mean I could go back to sleep. But the problem is, is you've got up, and then you don't know exactly how long the delay is. And to be fair, last year I just put it onto record, and then after seeing the forecast, put like. The next five programs on to record as well. 
um, and then got to skip through all of the all of the waiting whereas my poor sister um, who was at uni at the time sort of you know she got she woke up and she's like oh I may as well watch the F1 and end up sitting the whole time waiting but I'm ju- you know what it, it, the, Jap- the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix will be an exciting race speaking it is because we've said it and we're mm-hmm. manifesting it exactly so yeah we'll see hopefully um yeah i don't honestly don't have high hopes but i'm hoping so oh one more thing oscar piastri has um extended his contract until the end of 2025 that's insane mclaren have their lineup locked until the end of the end of 2025 i believe and i think cool. i think it's a good lineup I oh think yeah a strong duo and I think the trajectory because like it feels like up. every time they put an upgrade on it works really well like i feel like they had a terrible start to the season but it feels like they know what they're doing every time they introduce an upgrade so I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see a bit more, a bit more orange at the top. Maybe in a, by the time we get to twenty twenty five, who knows? Fighting for the championship. We can hope. <laughs> we can. We can only hope. But yeah, congratulations, Oscar. Um, no need to get the lawyers involved. Well, I mean, they would have been involved because contracts. But you, you know bad lawyers we get what you mean thank you and on that note should we wrap it up let's wrap it up wrap it up like a christmas present because it's nearly christmas (laughs) (laughs) hey the voting lush christmas collection comes out tomorrow or today or yesterday depending on when you're listening to this and when i got it edited by and that is it for this episode of the rookies what are we talking about next week? Japanese Grand Prix. If you want to keep up to date with the podcast, then follow us on Twitter at the Rockies F1. And yeah, be sure to tune in next time and have a a day. day. Yes. Shout out Singapore in my good books. <laughs>